BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan. he'll be on with me in a second. There he is. Joel, good morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, Dennis is still out. He'll be back with us on Thursday. Oh, man, a lot to talk about this morning. Um, I imagine if you are short Bitcoin, long China, you're probably having the worst morning of your life here uh, because Bitcoin is ripping. China is uh, doing the opposite of whatever ripping is, uh, maybe going through the floor again. Uh, we'll talk about all that. We've got a big, big, big week for earnings. This is the week. I think like I think like a quarter of the S and P 500 reports earnings this week. It's it's ridiculous. We got Tesla tonight. Uh, tomorrow is Apple, uh, Alphabet, Microsoft, AMD. Uh, Facebook is Wednesday. Uh, Amazon's Thursday, and it's just a, a, this is the week for earnings, but we will talk about that. Uh, don't forget, we have a Fed meeting this week as well. Um, so a lot to get to on today's show. Tim Quast will be on at 8.35, as he is every Monday, to talk market structure. And Matt Hammond will preview the week in IPOs at 9 from IPOWarriors.com. In the meantime, smash the like button. And also, while I'm at it, I will mention that today's show is sponsored by Market Structure Edge, the first decision support platform for traders built on market structure. To learn more, go to MarketStructureEdge.com. Uh, Joel, bring up your charts, please. But actually, before you do that, how was your weekend? Let's start there. How was your weekend? And uh, and what about August 21st, Spencer? Did you have that in front of you? Yes. Good point. August 21st, the Introduction to Professional Trading uh, webinar, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Webinar with pre-market prep is not sold out, just to clarify that. Let me put the link in the chat. Okay. Dennis, Joel, full day, education, link. Boom, there it is in the chat. Click on it, memorize it, bookmark it, August 21st, 9 to noon. With three yeah, out of Saturday, out um, of Saturday in August. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll have our undivided attention for three hours that day. What more could you ask for? Uh, nice range in the S&P 500 index futures. Opened up. Just sniffed that close, that all-time closing high, 44.03. Went to 05 and a quarter. So you, there you, you have your whole area. You have all-time closing high. You have the pre-market high, and then Friday's high at 08 and a quarter. So that's what you need. need to barrel through that. Let's work our way into the 4,400 handle. Uh, crude down 21 cents at 71.86. Just hanging out. We took back half of the move, but let's see if we're going to struggle here. And do we have three highs in the same area? Because you know that's the kind of formation I love to look at. Let's look at the high from Thursday. 
Let's see. High from Thursday was 72.03, 72.21, and then 72.43 today. 72 marks the spot there in crude oil. Crows above there, then go ahead. Why not go back to 76? If not, we'll see what work we got to do on the downside. Uh, gold refuses refuses to give away that $1,800 level, at least as of yet. We're up eight, $6.10 at $1,807.90. I'm not going to get excited on the gold long side till we can get over $1,840. Silver, it gave you a chance to buy it under $25 a couple days last week, now working its way up towards $25.5. Up almost 20 cents at 25.43. Bitcoin futures, we could talk more about them in a second. Sleepy yeah. sell-off and then a rebound and then the news up $6,250 at $38,485. Let's let's maybe look at 41 here on this move. And Ethereum, that's up not as much on a percentage basis. That's up $317 at 23.41. Point seven five. All right, maybe we should just start on the Bitcoin thing. All right, chat. Uh, yes or no? Is is Bitcoin just the most manipulated market like in the world right now? Because it has to be. It has to be. Uh, randomly on a Sunday night, we uh, we decide where we're going to start buying Bitcoin up. And oh, and wait a minute, there's this report from City AM, which I bet most of you have never even heard of before. City AM reporting that Amazon is looking to accept Bitcoin payments by the end of the year per some random anonymous insider. Okay. Oh, and I know there's also this job listing, right? This digital currency and blockchain product <laughs> job listing on Amazon. Yay, Amazon's doing Bitcoin. Let's all buy Bitcoin up seven, $8,000. No, come on. This is ridiculous, right? And I'm mad because I mentioned buying more. Yeah, a lot of people last did. week, and I and I didn't. Uh, but this is like the most manipulated market in the world, right? It's just on a Sunday night. When else would you do it, Joel? Oh, maybe Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. I mean, we've talked about this before, and some of the moves, and just said looking at that daily chart. I mean, going back, just the quiet ranges. It, it was due. It was due for a, a big move, and you had the support to lean on. It came back in, couldn't quite – just look how compressed it was. It was almost like you had someone selling there, just knowing who they wanted to buy, right? And that's a different kind of seller. You can offer it out with size and knock it down, not necessarily hitting bids. They walked it down. Uh, now, well, really not a gap up because we know how it trades You know, 24-7. Uh, we do have some, I'm going to stick with this 41,000 level. I mean, of course there's some stuff above some stuff below, but really not, not too much until you get out there. Now break out above 41, uh, would be important. Also, we never really have had, um, a, a big, a big test of the 65 to 30 breakdown. And what I mean by that is a, that's a 35 K move, right? So half that would be 17. That would take you up to 47, 48. Um, if you want to get a little bit more bullish, but uh nice move off the low, I'm sure all the Bitcoin stocks are, are moving along with it. It's just consolidation periods, folks. Consolidation yeah. periods lead to big moves. Just got to be patient. Chris is saying, or Chris is really getting in there now. Christopher Anthony Forsman saying Bitcoin's ripping because Elon needs to show a profit into earnings, which is tonight. Yeah, look, I'm not saying there isn't manipulation on, on in other markets, but this Bitcoin market, I, I you know, what I think is like some whale somewhere just decided to buy a bunch of Bitcoin last night, and that's why we're higher. There's no reason. It's Amazon, Schmamazon, right? I mean, the headline is probably a coincidence. Um, I this whole market is just insane. It's just ridiculous. It's just, you, I Joel is is this what it was like for you, like in the eighties on the floor? <laughs> this is what it feels like, honestly. The weekend trading, uh, twenty four hour market definitely has added a uh, peculiar twist to it. Right, <laughs> that's that. That's all I'll say. Okay, but yeah. like, but and then so you know, you look at. Uh, Bitcoin, the coins, you obviously look at the Bitcoin stocks, right? So Coinbase is trading higher this morning. Uh, My whole filter is, is is Bitcoin stocks, right? BTBT, Mara, Riot, right? Uh, all of them. Scan, right? CAN. They're all trading higher. What uh, BITF Bitfarms is one that we don't talk about too often, but like, it's all SOS, right? The whole, the whole darn filter is Bitcoin stocks, crypto stocks this morning. 
I don't understand it. Um, I was telling before, uh, the, the guys before we came on, I'm I'm pissed off. I should I should have bought more on Friday. I didn't. I should buy more today. And Mitch was like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Buy into weakness. He is right. But I'll, but I'm like revenge trading here this morning. I am God, angry. I I'm it. angry at myself is what I am. Uh, yeah, actually, well, you wouldn't be buying the high of the day because it did get up to thirty nine uh, three ninety five. That's on the uh, the futures. Uh, I just want to see what happened, and uh, this is why I kind of like the uh, the Merck contract and the Bitcoin. Yeah, is I could see the open interest. Yeah, and I just was want to see if anyone was accumulating here, if the open interest uh, was going up here, and. Oh, 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 I should have looked at this on Friday. Look at this. The open inch. Oh, no, it was the volume. The volume. The Friday was, uh, no, really not not much. Wow, the open interest unchanged and the volume the change. So let's see. We'll be interred, uh, interesting to see if you get a big uh, jump in open interest today. But uh, do you want to look at some of the stocks or do you want to look at uh, some other things that are moving? Do you want a preview? I mean, I, I go back in following earnings seasons for mm. like a hundred years. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen a week or a day or two days where you're just going to get so much information. Well, t- I mean, every quarter is they're all bunched up. It's pretty um, close, I, right? I don't remember a day where three of the Fang stocks reported together. I remember there are definitely days where like, we'll get Apple and Amazon, right? Or Apple and Facebook or Amazon and Facebook. But I, I don't remember a day where Apple, uh, Alphabet and Microsoft all, all report together. Um, so, you know, they're typically all in the same week and, and especially Tuesday through Thursday, not really Monday and Friday, but Tuesday through Thursday of one week. But yeah, the fact that we have three Fang stocks report tomorrow um, is, is, is um, it's bunched up for sure. So tomorrow's going to be a really big day. Um, just I, I on the on the news front, um, and this week I I, I get the sense that you know we're, we're sort of meandering here a little bit this morning. I get the sense everyone just sort of just sort of waiting for um that and also whatever the Fed says on Wednesday. But I I you know I get the sense that just sort of sitting on hands right unless you're in Bitcoin or unless you're in China stocks, um, you're just sitting on your hands here more or less. Uh. Okay, so you mentioned like the three out of four, but what you guys know how I like to combine the two Googles as sure. one company, right? So if uh, the the market cap of it, so basically you have five out of the top six companies in the S and P five hundred. The only one that's interrupting there is a uh, Berkshire happened to jump ahead of Tesla. So you have five, and that represents twenty three percent of the index. So. <laughs> Five companies, twenty three percent of the index. I mean, there you go. I yeah. mean, if that very, I'm uh, bummed. I mean, I'm going to be here Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, oh, you'll be here for most of the fireworks. Yeah, most of the fireworks. Yeah. But uh, you know, and whew, here we are, just sitting at the door. You know, all time high. So we know which way. Uh, we know which way the streets leaning. Uh, someone asked here about um, just real quick. I want to throw Cliff in here because okay. they had earnings last week, and it was the uh, yeah. uh, pre-market prep stock of the day. You know what? They shrugged off that report, and uh, you know they hit it, and it came back. So of fourteen cents today, uh, it looked clear to as of right now. You're clearing a pair of highs uh, from Thursday and Friday, so. Cliff's not looking too bad here off the report. Looks like you have some room up to 23. And uh, I see Alan Moore in the house. And I know Alan is following Sava very closely. And yeah. what I was going to, I have, I forgot to email him, but I, 123, man. I know you're trading 129, but you see two lows within 50 cents on this crazy stock. So, and actually, if you go back to the three day low, is 122.42. 123 marks the spot. I know this thing can reverse in a heartbeat, but uh, I'd keep a sharp focus on that support and 123 and Sava. Let it ride on the upside. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, China for a second. Let, oh, let this be a lesson. Let this be a lesson in being a hero. And catching a falling knife, uh, because what's happened here over the weekend is uh, we had the report last Friday. It was from Bloomberg. The government is looking to 
make some very drastic changes with, with regards to how they regulate uh, the uh, online education industry and others. Um, companies, both the government and several companies have now confirmed that fact. So if you thought the sell-off was bad last week, huh. uh, wait till you look this morning at TAL or EDU or frankly, Every single Chinese stock. How's Baba get thrown into this? Because it's it, well, if you Baba's bounced a little bit this morning because Baba's it, like on, on on the spectrum, Baba is probably more towards the safe side than the at risk side, um, because they're they're huge and they're so diversified and 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 uh, they they already went through this thing right they they just kind of got out of it with with the and financial thing and the and the fine that they paid, um, but. Every single Chinese stock down this morning, TAL, EDU, uh, there, there's like 20 or 30 of them, right? I can give you all the tickers, but just go go to go to your filter and Benzinger program movers tool. You can see them all right there. I mean, every single Chinese stock is down um, this morning. Uh, you, you don't have to be in the education space to be feeling it. You can look at DD, which is down, got to 650 this morning. Um and 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 yeah, it, it's it is a it is a bloodbath. It, I saw so, so one of the analysts said the the worst case scenario has happened. Then that's putting it lightly, I think. So um, we said Friday. I said I said Friday. You know the the, the game is over. And if you were like, no, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to buy this dip because dips are to be bought. You're paying for it this morning, I think. Well, I still I'm just as puzzled on today as I was on Friday. Yeah. Of, of what you know what the uh, end game is there uh, by sabotaging their own company. So I it's just I, control. It just comes down to control. Exactly. Think, right. Uh, but I mean, you know, y- y- you have to figure. So, like on the spectrum of companies that are being delisted versus ones that are probably like, quote unquote safer right you gotta assume that the you know the jds the baidus the babas of the world which are all which have all bounced this morning are all safer and i put safer in quotes because you you don't really know here but compared to like you know the dds of the world or the tals of the world or the edus of the world right um i put neo in that former group as well uh, one thing that's interesting is, so obviously the analysts are coming out in full force this morning, downgrading all these Chinese stocks. Goldman Sachs is interesting here because they are downgrading a bunch of uh, Chinese education stocks. They're down- downgrading GOTU, uh, TAL, and EDU. Downgrading all to, uh, well, they're downgrading GOTU to sell. Okay, that makes sense, right? Um, but TAL and EDU are down to, to neutral. They're down to neutral. They, they're, they're neutral on these stocks. What will it take? And I understand that these guys are, you know, have fancy educations and they do fancy models. Things they, they, they do things I don't know how to do. I'm just stuck on the internet. But like, what will it take to go to sell? Seriously, on TAL and EDU, Goldman Sachs, what will it take for you? I don't know. Put a sell rating and and the TAL price target is five sixty. Where's TAL right now? It's like four sixty, right? It's four forty. What will it take, guys, to say sell, sell, sell? Because the the government saying we're gonna we're gonna delist the whole industry is not enough to go to sell on TAL and EDU for Goldman Sachs. What will it take, guys? I don't understand it. Um, that's that. I just makes this is this is why people get frustrated with analysts because like do all the do all the the models and the, the DCF do do all you want to do right but like the government is saying we're gonna take our ball and go home and here you're saying oh yeah down to neutral for sure definitely neutral on this stock on this stock we don't know if we're gonna buy or sell it we're we're, we're, we're neutral I, it makes no sense. I think I think the one to buy, the one education stock to buy, is the one that uh, brings uh, pre market prep education to China. I really think that that's what they're waiting for. Okay, they want they want more market education. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna look at Baba here because yeah. you know it's it's the best in breed, supposedly. Supposedly, uh, and also, but like they already went through this stuff. They they. That's we 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 already had this problem with Baba, and they're they're theoretically like out of the woods because they paid yeah. a fine. They they had the the end financial thing, and and they paid a fine for that, and and they're changing the regulatory structure of the company or whatever, and or, or of of ants. I know, and 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 they're maybe opening their 
their doors up to work with Tencent more closely. You know, theoretically, Baba, again, on the spectrum, more towards the safe side in this country, if there is a safe side. Well, there's no safe being right here. Uh, once again, the uh, little bit of the overreaction on that 4 a.m. open. I uh, got down to 196 and a quarter. Now, the former low of the move was 198.26. Now, you're teetering just above that right now, down 753 at 199. Uh, I think if, you know, you'll see, you'll see some buyers here, perhaps between the pre-market low, 198.26. And then uh, also, or excuse me, that was the former low of the move. I mean, it's hard to short it down here after a seven point move. It seems like you want to kind of be coming in short overnight on this. Uh, but right now, we'll use the uh, that early morning low as actually 196.13 to 198.26. I'll just I'll call that buy if you're covering short range. I don't know where or when to go on this. Yeah. You can uh, lean on that 196 Vegas. Um, you know, if, if you're stepping out here at 199, you're risking three bucks. So a lot of the price action here. Two big gap down days in a row. What is does Baba report or really does that really make no difference to what's going on? <laughs> do, do the numbers matter at all? Let, let's look. I don't think anything matters. I, I, I don't actually I don't actually know. I mean, they're, I mean, typically, they're later typically. Oh no. Yeah, they're in eight days. It says eight days. days. It was August third in the morning is when they report. So um and while we're at it, August when I say August third, um I don't okay. think, I don't think Baidu's confirmed yet. JD, I don't, I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, because I like the- Christopher, Christopher uh, Forsman. He's like, if, if, see, he's doing an if then scenario. Good stuff. If, if this holds this level, he's yeah. going to take a look at it. He's not saying it, it's going to take, it's going to hold this level. Yeah. It's an if then. So I, that's, I think that's, that's great. That's, that's how you think about it. Or, yep. or you think, <laughs> and then you buy it, it holds, and you come in and it's at 191 tomorrow. But I mean, there's not, yeah. not much you do that. Uh, the futures made their dip around 430. Uh, we were a good 20 handles lower and just fighting back. We're in the red just a little bit, only six and a quarter handles. But uh, just uh, putting last week into perspective, I mean, yes. we were down, we were down about 90 handles and we ended up. 80 handles and we took out the all time high by 24 points. So yeah, there's a little red on the screen here, folks, but man, just after that week from last week, it's yeah. to be expected. Yeah. It, it, I think it's important to remember that. I mean, we closed that. Did we close at all time highs or? or oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 By, by over 30 handles. Yeah. The yeah. former all-time closing high was sixty-seven seventy-five. No, no, and they were, no, no, I meant that we closed that like compared to like the internet high is what I meant. Um, uh, well, what happened is uh, we hit oh eight and a quarter. That's forty-four oh eight and a quarter, and yeah. then they settled it at oh three. Okay. And then you know how I like to watch the five to six trading, or excuse right. me, the four to five trading. Right. They shaved another four okay. points off it there. All so right, we're it? basically right where we are at six o'clock. I mean, you had <laughs> by the dip was at four thirty this morning, at least at this point. Yeah. Uh, at eight twenty two. Okay. So yeah, we obviously closed it. It was a new closing high. It wasn't a new all time high compared to the internet, but what right. all time highs are it's semantic. Right all time highs is the bottom line here. It's closing highs, you guys know that's what I like to emphasize. Yeah, I think it's important to to keep that in mind. Like for all the talks about Delta variant, this inflation, that um, all time highs. All-time yeah, m- Mr. Gottlieb was on today, and okay. uh, you know what? He was like, uh, I think he's a little tired. Or he had a rough night last night because he okay. uh, he wasn't on the screen, and you know, usually he's on the screen. He's got the tie on and everything, and it was just like a still picture, and he he sounded he sounded a little tired. That's just pure uh, speculation and conjecture. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that has to do with the price of tea in China. <laughs> But uh, that's a dad saying. That's a dad saying. And I'm looking, hey, folks, you're going to be really bored now. I got a dad calendar. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And so uh, I was a little late arriving for Father's Day. Okay. So if I remember, I'm going to get to say a dad thing every day. What's today's? Let's go. Uh, Well, I like the weekends too. The weekends, dads love saying, don't spend it all in one place after giving kids a very small amount of money. I've I've definitely said that and been told that. Okay. And then today's is dads love saying, 
it's a scorcher when it's hot outside. Did my dad do this? Did they talk to my dad? It's so accurate. It's scary. I know. I know. I know. So you guys are going to have to put up with the old dad jokes. I know it's not a big thing on uh, Reddit or Wall Street. Oh, wait. Someone in chat just asked what the big uh, China index is. You can look at FXI. Is your broad-based. Horrible looking. You can look at KWeb. is like internet specific. Um, But even like the EEM, right? The Emerging Markets uh, ETF has like a lot in China in it. So um, depends on how broad you want to get. EEM is broad. FXI a little bit more narrow, KWeb a little bit more narrow than that. Um, Spencer but, does not have a kid. I, I I'm the one. No, no, this. but I'm a dad at heart. Yes, um, yes. You, yeah. you got that old that old soul. Oh, uh, but absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's uh, let's move on. Okay. I mean, do you we want to cover a couple of earnings here? Okay, yeah. let's go to earnings. We had a couple, a couple earnings this morning. Uh, we had Lockheed Martin and we had Hasbro. So let's go to Lockheed Martin first, LMT. We haven't talked about this one for a while on, on the show. Uh, Q3 EPS. I can even share my screen and show you what I'm looking at. Q3 EPS is uh, uh, $6.52. Let me zoom in there. $6.52 versus a... Uh, they missed by a penny, so basically in line. Sales seventeen point three, uh, or 0.03, excuse me, versus a sixteen point nine three billion dollar estimate. They reaffirmed their sales guidance and they raised their EPS guidance by about one percent. Um, so okay, okay, in line, um, the earnings, uh, strong guidance going forward. What is the stock doing? Uh, it's down three seventy seven. He had a spike to three seventy one. Boy, this is a little bit tougher here, uh, but I'm just I'm just looking at this chart. I'm looking at the price action, and I'm going to say I really can't get super excited on the on the upside until you take out this 384 and a half, 385. I mean, that's definitely the sign of some big boys selling there. Don't know if you're going to see it today after already trading down. You know, they're trading down for a box, but real long term. And I'm just not talking about today, tomorrow. The monthlies are also giving you that kind of indication uh, that that's resistance. It was resistance the last three, uh, uh, May or April, May and June. So you see that also. So resistance much better, uh, much more well-defined on support. I don't think you're going to see that pre-market low with the big bounce. Uh, but I do like the 370 to 371 area if you get down another seven bucks. Uh, and let's go to the other one, which is Hasbro here this morning. Uh, Q, here are the numbers Q2 EPS, a buck 05 versus a 48 cent estimate, sales of 1.32 versus $1.17 billion. So if I always look at Hasbro and Mattel together, uh, if you go back long enough, you, you would see that Hasbro is historically the favorite of the two. But not in the last year, it hasn't been. Mattel uh, has more than regained its uh, its pre-COVID losses. Uh, Hasbro has not yet gotten back to pre-COVID levels. That that probably um, is indicative of like you know I don't know if you if you want to call it like a junk stock where a lot of these like you know stocks that. Let's just say don't have the great the greatest balance sheets have outperformed um, right this year uh, in the last uh, twelve months or so. Uh, so Mattel is historically the weaker one has been the stronger one in the last year compared to Hasbro. Uh, Hasbro is historically the stronger one of the two. Just they got like- the Disney right. Uh yeah, they got the Disney. Uh, <laughs> well, look at this chart and. You guys aren't going to like this. I mean, okay. look at all the hot, look, I mean, major resistance in 98. I don't even know if you're going to, if you get up there today, super interesting because you had four highs in that area. So let's call it 98, 30 as a, you know, it, there's kind of a range there, but that is super resistance. Um, On the downside here, you got to like the 91 and you're right. You know, th- so obviously whoever's trading this or, putting it you know, in their portfolio or whatever they're trying to do. And it's taking them like three, four days to do it. Here they are a buyer. They were unloading three or four days here. There's a resistance. Right now, you're not seeing any kind of pattern to say that there's big accumulation. And you're exactly in the middle. You did spike up to nine, uh, just over 96 and a half. See if we can hold those gains. Uh, 95.29. 
We are above it. No, no, right now we're not above it. Let's use 95.29 just as a, like a one-star resistance because it's early. And then see what happens in this bar right here. I mean, a lot of people are looking to get that. It was a big fall. Uh, that wasn't. That wasn't even Monday either. I wonder if it had a downgrade or whatever. Uh, but 95.29, then all that resistance in 98. And then if I was looking to add this, I'd, ha I'd have to wait for it to closer to get to $91. So while you're at it, pull, pull up Mattel, which is historically the week one of the two. And yet mm -hmm. more than yeah. is, is back to pre-COVID levels and then some. It's just because it was just a smaller stock. Yeah. Right. And wasn't there some takeover talk with this one too? Some merger talk or takeover talk? Was there? Oh, I don't, um, know, I don't know if I remember. Help me out, chat. Um, I, I, I believe you. I, here, how about on? Um, how about if I give you a day? How about um, here? April twenty third. Um, of this year. Yeah, it spiked to twenty three thirty one on April twenty third. Was there no, any? Wow, no, this thing traded no. twenty bucks. How the hell did this get to twenty? I don't see anything. Mm. Uh, how okay. To get, how to get to 20? That's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. You got to 23. I'm seeing, actually. It's, I know. It's so yeah. funny. You take yeah. these stocks um, off your screen for yeah. so long. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, what, what are kids, what, what are the toys? What are kids playing with nowadays? I you know? don't. That's what we've been saying for years, Joel. And the yet, internet. And the yet, internet. Here we are. And yet here we are, you know? So. All right, uh, eight thirty-one. We're gonna have uh, Tim Quas join us in a couple of minutes. Oh wait, what did I just want to? I just had something to say, and I I forgot what it was. Shoot, um, darn it! I was gonna bring up a new one, and I don't remember what I was gonna bring up. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a couple more earnings. Whatever, I'll, I'll remember it eventually. Uh, sure. We nothing too major, right? We had uh, Pet Med Express, which is PETS. Uh, and we had um, uh, the other big one this morning was, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, Lennox. But uh, let's go to Pets real fast here. I, I, hope, mm. I, I hope I remember what I was going to say. Uh, PETS, uh, they missed on their EPS, $0.22 cents for Not good. sales. This is a small one, though. Sales of $0.79 cents for $0.86. Cents. So this one is just out, though, a few minutes ago. Yeah, and uh, right now someone has their foot on it, uh, foot on it hard, just knocking it down four bucks from where it was trading uh taking out the low of the move so the low of the move street leaning leaning short into this report and wow what happened in june this must got a this must been had a reddit run uh resistance now will be the low from friday at 2707 and if you want to go to the monthlies here, you just might want to be patient if you're not in this one. I see a monthly low at 2120, 2146, and 22. So maybe not today, uh, but kind of looks like we're head that's where we're heading here, 21 to 22. As I said, on the upside, top of yesterday's range, 2707. They'll have to have like a, a miracle on their conference call, but uh, in order to get it up there. So that's what you're looking I, at. I know what I was going to say. I was going to ask you, you mentioned uh, one star resistance. Can you briefly explain the star system? Oh, the star system yeah. uh, is just what I do for levels uh, in the spoos or whatever else I'm tracking. And like a one star is like, <laughs> you know, like it was a reference point, right? A two star is either a daily high, you know, or a daily low. The market is uh, stopped there twice, right? A three-star, you start talking about uh, a double top, a triple top, an area where the market maybe has had two highs in the same area, and it was also a former support level. So it's just, it's very, it's random, uh, but it's what I do. And so when I say a one-star, it's like, eh. But the it's the evolution. A one star can turn into a two star. They can turn into a three star. That you know, sometimes I get a little crazy with like a six star. Like eighty four fifty in the spoos on Friday was a six star because it was the old time high and it was backed up by another high at that area uh, at eighty three seventy five. But nah, just the, with the market floating up here, folks. There's not a lot of a lot of there's no three stars. Mm, no, not a lot today. Just unknown, man. I don't have no reference points. It's better when my my 
levels are better when the market backs away from significant areas or else I'm just trying to always pick a top. How is that for you? Uh, yeah, generally picking a top in this market has uh, like if I say it's a three star or a four star, yeah. that means I have you know, and then triple D will talk about it and we'll, we'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, Spoos okay. is the SP 500 index, yeah. Uh, a lot of people call it SPOOS. Uh, I go with SPUS, uh, it's the way it was, uh, back on the floor. Uh, that's the March contract, which we're currently trading, uh, ESU. Uh, Bitcoin trying to get to new highs for the morning. It looks like it, it, we're going to see that at some point. 30, 39,395. Like, just an example here. Sure. Uh, if if Bitcoin was to continue to rally today, I would put 41K as a three star. That's, okay. yep. Just because top of the range, I've had this line up here for a while. Boom. There you go. There's your three star. Okay. All right. It's 835 on a Monday. And you got to do uh, you got to do Dennis's dance because he's not here. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Oh, okay. There we go. Tim Quast. Oh, I've got to bring him on. There he is. Tim Quast, Market Structure Edge. Tim, good morning. Good morning. That that was actually a pretty good Dennis impression you. that you did I, there, Spencer. We'll work, and we can working on that. He's he's got some competition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you know now you know what I did with my Sunday. Tim, yeah. <laughs> uh, how was your how was your week? How was your weekend? What's on your radar this morning? It's uh, I'll tell you it's been it it's been busy. The the weekend of course was was highlighted by a Benzinga boot camp. Yeah. Uh and and uh uh, that's a, a delight to me because I, I, what I despise is when the weekend comes along and interrupts my work and uh, uh, my, you know, my, my, my focus on market structure. So uh, I was delighted that I had a chance to yammer on about market structure on a Saturday. The weekends that's are just a- inconvenient. So all right, uh, tell us. <laughs> you uh, want to go to seven day? You want to go to 24 seven trading? Right. Well, is that what you uh, want, Tim? Right. I think this just think sitting around enjoying the weekend, that's got to stop. That's uh, that's, yeah. that's Well, then get dirty in Bitcoin then. Roll up your <laughs> sleeves and get in some Bitcoin and you can trade all – uh, how would you do a market structure on Bitcoin? Well, yeah. we would we would need a math massive government regulatory overlay before I could do that because the, the, the math of market structure – you know, and I'm I'm a I'm a libertarian guy, so so uh, there you have it. The, oh, <laughs> so, don't get things going in the politics show on this. Okay? That's right. So so the the trouble is that uh, Bitcoin is is a is a fair. It's really a free market, so it's difficult to model fear and greed. It's very it's very easy to model the order protection rule. That we can do, and that's what we do uh, with market structure sentiment. We can we can measure mathematically what will happen if you have to trade between the best bid and offer, and there's an interconnected market uh, that requires the bid and offer to always be separated. The bid can't be the same or or higher than the offer. Well, all of that's mathematical, and Bitcoin does not have that at this point. So uh, we would have to we would have to rely on good old human intuition in bitcoin okay um uh, tim briefly summarize for us what what you talked about uh at the boot camp on saturday the and i'll i will actually be brief spencer which you know does not come naturally to me mm-hmm. uh, so so uh, we talked about why at options expirations the market tends to do things that cause pundits to believe that it's uh, the delta variant uh, peak growth, inflation, and everybody wrings their hands, and then the market returns to rising. And what's, what causes that? And the simple answer is that as large and in, implacable and immovable as the $50 trillion U.S. equity market appears to be, underneath it and rolling along is a $665 trillion derivatives market. And if you're going to reset derivatives, it could shudder and shake the equity structure. And people don't think about that. You know, we can see $50 trillion of market cap. We can't see the $665 trillion 
uh, the, particularly the part of that that is over the counter of derivatives and whether they're increasing or decreasing. Are people rolling those? Are they letting them go? And what effect will that have on how your stocks behave? And this is why traders have to have a baseline. You don't have to know all the details, but you should know that about the third week of every month, there's going to be a pothole in the equity market. And if you look at May, June, and July, all of them have one big down day right during options expirations. That's what we talked about. When you say derivatives, I guess how much of the derivatives market is can, is just uh, is options. I mean, I'm just I'm wondering if we just you know it's not the whole thing. Obviously, there's a lot of really exotic stuff out there, but we generally we use options as a proxy for the, the derivatives. But they're not. It's not quite the same. But it's, I'm just how much of that is is just options. It's less than five percent. What? So, Yes. So the exchange traded ah. options and futures markets together are, let's call it uh, 80, 80 trillion, but, but, but about 35 trillion of that is options. So believe it or not, as much as we focus on those. Wait, so what's, what's the rest of it? Super exotic mortgage-backed securities? I mean, what, what are we talking about here? Right. Swaps, swaps, contracts for difference. Okay. Contracts for difference swaps are far and away the bulk of these contracts. And the, the biggest part of them are currencies and interest rates. So if currencies fluctuate, if interest rates are volatile, those things are going to, that will manifest, it will show up in equities because equities are being wagged by the dog. And we, we use, you know, we use this, this, this story of the tail wagging the dog. No, the derivatives are the dog. Equities are the tail that get wagged by it. That, that by itself tells us something. You know, the, the trouble, the, tr the risk when it manifests is it won't be in equities because everything's awesome in equities. The trouble is our derivatives getting so expensive because there's so much effort to leverage and protect against unknowns that the threat develops there. Wait, wait. When you say contracts are different, I thought those weren't even legal in the U.S. Oh, they're massive. Of course, they're huge. Their contracts for difference are everywhere. They're the, the, it is, uh, you know, we only see little bits and pieces of it, of it, like we did in March when we had this Archegos Capital blow up. And when did it hit? Right after options expirations. We saw it in the data during options expirations, and we we're scratching our heads. We we're saying, what in the world is going on? Because Things are moving the exact opposite way that they should be, and that's what it turned out to be. But they're everywhere. I understand that that contracts for difference are, are legal, are, are popular in Europe, as 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 uh, Vegas is saying in our chat. But I really did think that they were not legal. Maybe they're not they're not legal for like the average retail trader in the U.S. Maybe that's what well. Well, you have to be you would have to be an evil rich capitalist like me. Okay. Uh, to to uh, do you have to be a qualified investor to participate in those kinds of uh, vehicles? Okay. Uh, but your but your but your bank is doing it. Okay. Your Got exchange it. traded provider is doing it. Schwab is doing it. Okay. Fidelity's doing it. BlackRock. You can read a BlackRock prospectus and look at all the exotic instruments they talk about that yeah. they will invest okay. proceeds from an ETF into. So yes. So today. take take away derivatives market. Yeah. Uh, shakes that cause overall yep. markets to shake, and uh, yep. don't don't forget that on the third Friday of the month. All right, let's move, let's talk about this week. Uh, yep. and what is on your radar as far as market structure, and what we've we've got the Robinhood IPO on Thursday, yep. I believe, and which uh, you have no date on, right? So that Tim, uh, Tim but, obviously. How do you do? Um, I just curiously, how long does a stock have to trade in order for you to come up with a market structure profile? Great question, Joel. Twenty days. We need for 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 good comparatives uh, because that that's, you're exactly right. We want to measure behaviors. We talk about how price and volume are consequences, not metrics. We want to understand the behaviors behind them. So, in order to do that and to develop a central tendency, what are what are the probabilities and the movements of, of uh, behaviors that are going to impact price and volume. We like 20 days. That's what we need uh, because we use five-day increments and in comparatives. And so that's what we what we need in the data set. Good question. Okay. 
So you asked, so you asked Spencer what we're looking at. I'm going yes. to share my screen here uh, because there are a thousand companies reporting results this week. It's not the biggest, but so so we go from let's call it about 300 last week as we we just got into reporting seasons. The bank tends banks tend to lead the big financials. There we are on the screen. Uh, then we hit a thousand this week, 1600 next week, then about another thousand. Uh, and then we'll be into the dribbles. But this is a big week. And so, of course, everybody's attention is on uh, particularly the, the component of the, the exactly the fangs are reporting this week. And uh, and uh, boy, if you're watching CNBC, uh, with not that I'm suggesting that you do, you should be watching here. Uh, the <laughs> all the talk is about the fangs and how they're going to do and and. Uh, I, I, rem, I like to remind traders, by the way, you can do this, traders. You can follow along. You can do exactly what I'm doing. Just put your name and email in. You don't need a credit card. Go to marketstructureedge.com. If you want, you can cut straight to app.marketstructureedge.com. I, I, uh, I will mention the link is in the description if you're looking for it. Good. Okay. So do what I'm doing. What determines how stocks will behave with earnings is demand and supply. That is the essence of what we talked about in the boot camp on Saturday. The whole, and I use that sequence uh, on purpose. You know, you say supply and demand. Yes, uh, we like to think of demand as market structure sentiment. So if I'm looking at airlines and cruise ships and the demand line is way below five and all the gains come above five, well, I'm not buying airlines and cruise ships. And then the supply line is short volume. The, the market depends on borrowed stock. That's how the market works. So the confluence of those things will tell us how things will behave. So if we go here to the Benzinga pre-market prep July 26 uh, portfolio with seven companies in it, the demand line is not great. The supply line is about at trend, but the trend is up. These things are not awesome. So, uh, you know, what we prefer to buy, here's what I want to buy. You know, if it was building materials, I buy a ramping demand side and a, and a supply curve that is well below the trend. That's going to give me good gains. And that, by the way, this is where I made all of my returns in the last two weeks because the market, the, all the math told me that's where to be. Uh, and so that's what you look for. And, and it's hard to find, even though the markets appears to be doing very well. If we look at these, here's, you know, the uh, number of the companies reporting. I kept Netflix in here because it did report and it's very telling. But you want to understand demand and supply traders. Yeah. It doesn't matter how well a company does. You know, Lockheed Martin had very good results. How's it going to do? You always want to check. Go look at the market structure profile. What is demand? What is supply? That will eight out of 10 times determine what happens. And if we look at Netflix, I'm just going to click on the, the data visuals here. Here's what was happening beforehand. The demand side was fine. I mean, it had peaked back here, uh, but it was at five. That's okay. But look at the supply side. The supply side was rising. If demand is flat and supply is increasing, price will go down. It's just math. And so I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to buy Netflix. Uh, could you give me a date? Could you, um, so I could just like look yeah. at it in reference to the chart? Sure. So where, where, where I would say there would be trouble is right here about, about right at options expiration. So 16th was the, was the day when options expired. And I look at, at Netflix and it's at five, but short volume is over 50%. Over 50% of the trading volume in Netflix was coming from borrowed stock. Well, all that has to happen is for one institutional investor to go, I'm going to read Netflix's results. And that absence of demand against high supply will bring the price down. And that's what happened. So the real place to leave is when the demand curve begins to fall. So you want to leave in early July. That's where you would leave. So what if the stock went up a hair more? You would have mm -hmm. avoided the losses. That's the best thing. That's how I, I think about it. Uh, and so Netflix would have told us, would have told us traders, don't be in Netflix. So we now let's uh, let's take Tesla, right? How about Tesla? Well, it's a three, four down, 42% short, passive money is the lead behavior. So we don't like to buy falling sentiment. We like to buy rising sentiment. So right there, we would already know, well, am I gonna buy this? Probably not. And look at it's not, you know, here's here's the demand side. The demand side has not been good since June. It was really we leave in June or right at the confluence of June and July. Right now, sentiment is, you know, it's below five. So there is more supply. 
the demands are the supply line is okay, but the demand side is not good. And so if it stocks produce gains when they're above five and Tesla is no exception. So again, I don't care how good Tesla's numbers may be, and they may be very good. I'm not buying Tesla. We'll, but last we week, improve. but last week, and I and I and I know things change, you know, based yep. on the market activity. But yep. last week, when we were looking in the abyss, uh, yep. you were you were looking at at Tesla as a possible that, as a possible well, that's lock. Right. That's because demand was rising. Demand okay. was rising and supply was flat. So, and I traded Tesla. I traded Tesla on rising demand and flat supply, but I left fast two days and I'm out. That's it. I'm going to, as soon as it tops, I'm out. I'm not going to battle the math. I'm not going to second guess the math. If the sentiment stops rising, I leave. And it's because how soon after I'm the not close smart do you enough get, to outthink the math, right? How, how soon after the close do you get your new readings? Um, we get, we get them about 11 p.m. Eastern time, but it doesn't matter. All I do each day is at about, you know, 6.30 uh, mountain time, 8.30 Eastern time. I'm going to look at my data. It'll all be, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I look at the data. I look at the things that I've been watching and I make decisions. Uh, then based on the, what's happening in the, in the futures market, I do look at it from this standpoint. It will help me determine whether I exit very early or later in the day. And you guys are expert traders. Uh, I'm less expert at, as a trader. I'm very expert in market structure. But I'm going to look at those things, and that will then I'll determine it. And I've, it's it's uh, and I use marketable trades more than limit limit orders because I don't want to tip my hand to anyone. I know how much of everything I can trade before the price changes, and I'm going to be under that. So if I'm buying and selling Tesla, I'm going to buy or sell less than twenty nine thousand dollars of it at a time. Because I I want to be where I know my broker is going to have to fill my trade at the best price or send it to somebody who will. I'm not going to put in a massive order that is going to tip uh, tip the hand to everybody. Tim Quast is the founder and CEO of Market Structure Edge. He joins us every Monday for Market Structure Mondays, giving us some trade ideas for the week. This week, not so bullish on Tesla. We'll find out how he did. Next week, Tim Quast, always a pleasure, sir. Oh, before I let you go, um, yes. please stay safe. I heard there are some fires out there, so please uh, stay away from the fires. We're doing okay, and we're he we're actually headed to the Finger Lakes tomorrow up in hey. upstate New York. So okay. uh, we'll, my parents we'll, were my parents were just there like a month ago. I've never been, right? I've never been to that area of New York, but I hear it's beautiful. So we'll uh, report back. I'll uh, give you a, I'll give you a field report uh, when we're, we're we're back next. All right, okay? glad glad you're away from that fires. Have a good one, Tim. Thanks, guys. Have all a good right. week. See ya. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.